was hoping to catch you saying some oh, of this you. shit. <laughs> Never. This is C3 coming back at you with another episode. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. You know what time it is? Jordan, what's giving you crippling depression this week? Girl, there's a lot of shit going on in my personal life that I'm not going to talk about on air. Um, so I'm just angry. I don't even think I'm depressed this week. I think I'm just purely fucking full of rage. So Crimes, cocktails, love. and crippling anger. Yeah, that's the new slogan. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm chugging a Red Bull. I'm ready to live, laugh, love on here. So what about you, Colin? Um, Actually, I don't know if I got anything going. I went and saw The Little Mermaid last night. Oh, how was that? A 10 out of 10. Yeah. I fucking love it. I was... I know, you're a Little Mermaid gal. Oh, so. yeah. So my literally... For anyone who doesn't know me on in real life, I don't know how to explain it. Anyone who doesn't like know me well, anyone who don't know me for real, <laughs> period. But um, if you know me, you know that I have like a deep obsession with mermaids and shit like that. And when I told my dad that I was going to see The Little Mermaid, he was just like, "That's where it all started." Because apparently, my grandpa is the one that showed me the original yeah. Little Mermaid, and it was from there just skyrocketed and it never died. I love that for you. Yeah, here we are. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Unfortunately, because I'm a broke individual, uh, I'm using alcohol that we had on hand, which is another tea from that case of the hoop tea, and I have the peach-flavored one. Jordan has a Red Bull. Gang shit. Yeah. This week's episode is going to be, I almost said door-to-door, because that's the crime that's coming out tonight, but it's brand crimes, and I... Technically, I misunderstood the assignment, but not on purpose. I tried really hard. I wanted to cover the fucking... What is it? I believe in you. You can do this. Nexium. Oh, the cult? Yes. Because yeah, it's disgusting. technically a brand. Yeah, so disgusting. I was like, ooh, that sounds good. And then I was like, okay, I'll sign an HBO and then watch that show and see what all information... It's a... Well, I thought it was a movie. It's a whole ass fucking two seasons. No, it's like a lot. So when we inevitably get to cults which will now be in the near future as soon as i get done binge watching that (laughs) show so i have all the information i'll be covering them and i am going to be giving a very brief i'm sorry it's gonna be fast because i did i've heard of this and i thought it was solved turns out it's not solved and it is the 1982 tylenol murders i'm you probably know this too yeah yeah, it's awful, and it, like I said, it's gonna give me take me five minutes to read two paragraphs, and then I I'm gonna you. hand it over to the real star of the show. Thanks, I'm a star, <laughs> Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> On September 29th, 1982, in the early morning, 12-year-old Mary Kellerman of Elk Grove Village in Chicago, Illinois, she woke up not feeling well when she told her parents they gave her some extra strength tylenol and around 7 a.m they found her on the bathroom floor she was taken to the hospital and later pronounced dead it was initially thought that she had died from a stroke but it was later discovered that that was not at all the case Mm -hmm. later throughout that day six more people would suffer the same fate to which it did not take long for investigators to link the deaths to tylenol the question is why would over-the-counter tylenol call seven people to just drop dead out of nowhere it doesn't make any sense each of the bottles had been tampered with and laced with cyanide and it was discovered that each of these tampered bottles had all come from different facilities meaning that it had not been done on a production level but at the store level johnson and johnson the manufacturer of tylenol cut all production and advertisements all while advising the public not to take any medications with acetaminophen in it 
This incident drastically changed the standards set to prevent pharmaceutical tampering. They implemented tamper-resistant packaging, made it so that tampering with medications is a federal crime, and this also led to medication going from a capsule to a solid caplet in the shape of a capsule, mm-hmm. because it's much easier to tamper with the capsules than it is the solid ones, yeah. and you can tell when someone tampers with a caplet. And now to the investigation... Johnson & Johnson had received several letters from James William Lewis claiming that he was the one who tampered with the capsules and demanded $1 million to stop. And I don't understand what his thought process here was. So you're going to go to jail. Thereof. You can't even use that money. Like, yeah, what the like, fuck is wrong with you? How are you? Nothing. You're not there's... even getting street cred. Yeah, <laughs> they're just going to arrest you, dumbass. What are you even doing? But he was not believed by the police because he and his wife lived in New York at the time and had no ties to Chicago and there was little to no credible evidence that it was him. He was, however, arrested for extortion and served 13 years in prison, as he should. And then in 2009, they conducted another search of Lewis's home and later received a sample of his DNA for analysis, but they found nothing to incriminate him. They had also requested DNA from the Unabomber, who was active in the area at the time, but he denied having any involvement at this time, no one has been charged or convicted of the poisonings. Yeah, and another thing that really sucks about the case is that most of the victims were in the same family because they kept taking the Tylenol. Yeah, so... So they literally wiped out, I think, like three or four members. Whoa, I just sounded like a little kid with a lisp. Um, three or four members of their family. What are we hitting the gritty on the Tylenol? Um but yeah, literally three to four people in their family fucking out from one bottle of Tylenol mm-hmm. during like fucking funeral services and shit, yeah, like go- during the grieving process. And I guess there was like several copycat cases yeah. after. I don't, I didn't get to look into those, which I guess I should have. And to there see was some lady too who would arrested. try to kill her husband by like claiming it was like the same thing like Tylenol murders, but it was really just Me her too. putting like fucking poisonous like fish food into the capsule. Oh, crazy shit! And yeah. the Unabomber, I've heard of that, but like. Why? Uh, He's crazy. You know that is? Yeah. Is that the guy who like blew up trash cans or something? Um, kind of. I don't really remember like the full details of him, but he's fucking a psycho. I'm 85% sure he's the one that put like bombs in trash cans or some shit like that. I don't know, watch me be wrong and thinking about a completely different. I don't know, but he was a bomber, but he was fucking batshit. He was like hiding out in the woods and shit. Like, it was crazy. I'm looking it up. He was like mad at the world and then wanted to kill everybody. I am going to hand it over to Jordan, and I'm so sorry for this super short case. And I promise I'll make up for it at some point in the very near future. It was future. beautiful and amazing. Oh, Anywho, yeah. here I am, the star of the show. I'm covering the <laughs> the Lululemon murder. Um, and on March 12, 2011, Rachel Orlett, the manager of the Lululemon store, arrived in the morning to find the door unlocked, merchandise thrown across the floor, and mannequins in disarray. She heard someone moaning in the back of the store, and she was frightened, so she asked a man to come inside with her and search the store. He found Jana Murray lying in the back hallway, face down in a pool of blood, with a ligature around her neck. Brittany Norwood was found in the bathroom, semi-conscious, with zip ties binding her wrists and ankles and blood on her face. Bloody footprints were tracked through the store, and Jana Murray was a 30-year-old graduate student at John Hopkins University who had accepted a job at Lululemon so she could meet other active people and attend seminars that would help her as she pursued a Master of Business Administration degree. So unfortunately, she passed away, um, and Norwood um, told the police that after she and Murray had closed the store the previous evening, she realized that she left her wallet and she had called her back to go into the store, and the alarm record showed that the door was unlocked at 10.05 p.m. And according to Norwood, 
Two men wearing dark clothing and ski masks entered the store, attacked them, sexually assaulted them. Um, And while police initially treated Norwood as a victim, it soon became clear that the evidence was not telling the same story. Marie had been savagely attacked, sustaining 313 wounds from at least five different weapons, including a knife and a hammer, which may have come from the toolbox in the store. Her autopsy showed a fractured skull. Did fucking torture them? You'll hear. Um, The autopsy showed a fractured skull, stab wounds, and unfortunately a severed spinal cord. Her head and face were badly bruised and covered in cuts, and the blow that had ultimately killed her was a stab wound at the back of the neck, which severed the spinal cord. She had been attacked after that, though, so she was probably paralyzed and dying, getting beat. Um, still. I hope so. Very horrendous. Feel it then, since her spinal cord was severed. Yeah, and through the beating, it went through her brain. Oh my God! I prosecutors at the time estimated um, she may have struggled with her attacker for as long as twenty minutes. So this was a long and painful attack. Norwood's injuries, on the other hand, were relatively minor um, and appear to be consistent with self-inflicted wounds and injuries. A forensic expert at the trial testified that the blood on her face from a cut on her forehead had dripped straight down, leading them to believe that she had been upright most of the night. So she wasn't laying down like she originally was found. She would have been standing and moving since it dripped downwards. Also, set the other girl up and she she pulled the whole, have you seen Scream 4? Yeah. Yeah. She did a jill. Um... Maybe. I'm calling it now. The bloody footprints on the store came from two pairs of shoes. One being a pair of men's size 14 Reebok sneakers, and the other ones were Norwood's own shoes. But the men's shoes were found in the store. Obviously, it's an athletic store. They have those things. Yeah. Um, Additionally, the tracks ended before both of the exits of the store. So no one ever left. So there's no bloody footprints outside or anything. It's just solely within the store walkways. Um, The investigators didn't find evidence that either woman had been sexually assaulted, although there had been a hole cut in Murray's pants to make it appear that she had been. Mm -hmm. Um, During the investigation, it emerged that an employee and manager at the Apple store that was directly next door, so they're like conjoined by a wall, um, had heard an altercation through the wall the previous evening. This led to surveillance footage from inside the Apple store that shows them standing next to the shared wall, then walking away while a security guard sits nearby listening to music on an iPod. The employee testified at Norwood's trial that she heard woman arguing, one saying, talk to me, don't do this, talk to me, what's going on? Followed by screams, sounds of something being hit or dragged, and a weak voice saying, God help me, please help me. The manager testified he thought the noise was just drama, which, sir, what the fuck kind of drama is that? Yeah, like hitting. Who the fuck is like, please, God help me, don't do this to me. Who, what? Who's just having a casual argument and is pulling that shit out? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He... Like, they just walked away from the wall. It's on the surveillance video of him hearing that, and they're just be like, mm, fuck it, I'm it's leaving. It's like the fucking guy who was living upstairs above that kid that got kidnapped mm-hmm. and could hear him. So, another thing that the police found was blood in Murray's car, which was identified at the trial as a mix of Norwood and Murray's blood. The blood was found on the vehicle door handle, gear shift, and steering wheel. When they asked Norwood if she had moved the car, which was found at the farmer's market three blocks away, she admitted that she had... Finally, after saying she had never been in the car. So initially she tried to keep denying and denying and then she gave in. She said that it was because the men inside had ordered her to and told her that if she didn't come back in 10 minutes, they would kill her. She also said that she had seen a police officer while she was moving the vehicle but hadn't spoken to him. Norwood was arrested after a week and charged with first degree murder and statements by the police officials and testimony during the trial indicated that on the evening of the murder, Murray and Norwood checked each other's bag for unpaid merchandise, which was a routine security procedure at lululemon murray had found a pair of pants in norwood's bag and called the manager after she left the store which it is apparently well known that norwood was stealing from a lot of places college Mm -hmm. roommates said that she stole from them 
and the store had already began to believe that she was stealing, but that she hadn't been caught yet. So this was kind of okay. like, surefire, we got her, we can let her go. Mm-hmm. Maria did the right thing, and she called her manager and let her know. And the manager said, we'll deal with it in the morning. Don't worry about it. You guys just go home. Um, a few minutes later, Norwood called Maria and said that she had forgotten something and asked her to return to the store to let her in. When she arrived, Norwood attacked her, moved her car, and then staged the scene to look like a robbery, putting on a pair of men's shoes to track the blood across the floor, Tossing mops, brooms, and chairs around the store, and finally cutting herself and binding her own wrists and ankles with zip ties. And in January of 2012, Brittany Norwood was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder. And she has, er, she so ain't out. She did pull a jill. Yeah. What I don't know. Fuck? It's just super aggressive. But, like, yeah, that's a lot of a... It's not even, like, just an... Over-stealing fucking clothing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is a felony charge, but bitch, you did it to yourself. Can't be mad at anybody but you. And I also just can't fathom. But I feel horrible for her family. Like, she, she just went to work and, like, thought she was doing a good thing and letting her coworker back in, too. Like, mm-hmm. and got fucking brutally attacked for 20 fucking minutes. And the people next to her were like, that's just drama. Yeah. So it's there was, like, no fight. fucking help for her. And there was help. You know what I mean? Like, this is why if you hear something, say something. Always. If you see something, say something. If like you even think you never you know. Like what something. you think is just casual, like noise next door. Like when I lived in the apartments, I always um, heard some domestic things coming from down the apartment below me, and mm-hmm. I would always call. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I mean, it would sound like full on like fistfights and shit. I don't know who lived below me, but I was calling. I was like, hey, I'm hearing some shit down here. I don't know if anybody's hurt or in danger. Um, when I moved into Myrtlewood, they I think it was like my first week officially living there. I was home alone, and apparently fireworks went off but i definitely oh was like God. that was a gunshot i know it so i called the non-emergency line just in case and i was like hey just to let you know i heard this and they were like what area are you in and i was just like myrtle one they're like no you're fine it's fireworks and i was like okay thank you but i was like i love that for you terrified for life <laughs> yeah but i am gonna also quote my sources um i did use all things interesting um wikipedia and the crime wire um and just in case you guys want to read up on it on your own some of these articles did include crime scene photos, none of the bodies, but just of the the layout of the store with the footprints and obviously like the weapons that were used. So just a little bit of like, I guess like a trigger warning if you're not into that to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a heads up. Most yeah, of my, my information came from thecrimemuseum.org. Period. The Crime Museum. Yeah. We love um, her. That's about it. But yeah. yeah, but that's my case. Mm-hmm. Um, Fucking horrible murder. But yeah. Yeah, yours is yours definitely pretty takes, fucking depressing. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, over some Lululemon pants, and, and that's bitches why it's are still so fucking obsessed with them. Confusing because they talk about like this level being a crime of passion or like deep seated hate or something. But, she like, must have been so hating that bitch for calling her manager. Though, it's such, it is something that was gonna like basically ruin her life and any chance of employment. But it's like really Jesus. to kill somebody over it is fucking absurd. Over the consequences of your own actions, literally. You are the problem, bitch. But yeah, I'm sorry that I gave you guys a short case, and I'm glad that Jordan's case kind of made up for it this week. I, I do was what I can. Very strapped for time, but thankfully, next Friday is my last Friday at McDonald's, Woo! so that will give me six more hours a week that I can put towards this starting next month in June. Bonus content episodes will get posted on the second Saturday of every month, so that way it gives me the full first two weeks of the month, get one episode a week edited. And then get them uploaded on the 15th. Period. And then now that I will have more free time. And once Jordan gets, as she said at the top of the episode, got some shit going on outside of life. Well, in life, I guess. I mean, I would like to be outside of life. (laughs) (laughs) But 
once that's done, we will brainstorm, come up with a $5 a month something, which we already have some ideas, and we will really get that shit going. But we just got to get through this time period where I'm at McDonald's and then get her through some bullshit. And I'm going to have to retire them, excuse me. And I'm pretty upset about it. <laughs> I'm kind of actually emotionally hurt, but it's all right. I'll mm-hmm. just pull it out of nowhere. I was, I was like, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> But, um, and with that being said, we do have a Patreon, and I do appreciate everyone who is currently donating. Thank as, you very much. We do yeah, actually use it towards the show, by the way. We yes, get better so equipment and stuff. What's about it. to happen is we are going to, because I'm sure you can hear currently the washer going in the background. <laughs> in most episodes, you can it's hear the air conditioner clothes, going. And <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things from it's the first washing couple episodes. Your clothes. Listen, I frequently laugh out loud at the shit that we do and what is it fucking at least we think we're funny right oh yeah it's for sure and then every time i edit an episode it's my first time listening to the cases because i'm just so like by the time i get to edit it i'm like what the fuck did we even cover literally i have to listen to it to do the post for the instagram because i'm like wait what did we cover actually (laughs) like i don't even remember my case but i do appreciate everyone that is currently donating my mom just started donating and i saw that yeah she texted me and was like i want my name mentioned 15 times because i'm donating 15 i was like you're a liar you're donating five dollars i can Try see it me, so bitch. thank you though Colin's at mom. that jennifer <gasps> also not this, name is a, this is a test to see <laughs> if she's listening um so for a dollar a month you can have access to bonus content which is currently jordan kind of does whatever she wants and then I'm covering cryptids. That's basically my whole life. $5 a month is to be determined. Thank you for your extra support. Should your heart so desire to That's donate at that forehead amount. kiss for you. Oh, yeah. I was just about to go over what we're going to get for to prevent the fucking background noise and shit. So I'm going to get little soundproof domes for our microphones, and that's going to be fantastic. And I re- there was something else, and I don't. Pop filters, so you don't have to hear anymore. I'm from either of us because it's awful <laughs> every time it, of it. and sometimes i can't edit them out and i'm so sorry to anyone who has to hear that and then fucking me and jordan hit the table every 30 seconds yeah. so i'm gonna do what i can and everything that is being donated is gonna go to better the show in some way shape or form and i'm gonna start marketing better and then for 15 dollars a month you can you get the bonus content we appreciate you so much and you get to pick a topic for an episode or pick both cases should your heart so desire and a cocktail if there's anybody freaky out there i'll even throw in a feet pick for you period and that's a murder period